Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Well, another long day in the books. Successfully hump day has ended. Yeah, we're Goodbye on the Wednesday. downward slide towards the weekend. It's the second Wednesday we've had this week. We were positive Tuesday was Wednesday, remember? Oh, yeah. Mentally. I see what you're saying. I was, I, I was at a loss there. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably tell by the look on my face. Hey, you were like, what are you talking about? Like, are you person? But it's it's funny because we say on the downward slide towards the weekend, but the weekend isn't all that much different than the weekdays these days. Uh-uh. It's all the same. It's all the same. I feel as though this weekend will have to be a little different because the kids are here. I was calculating my hours for January, and apparently I work 9.3 hours per day. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm starting to see again the same old topic of, you know, there's people, there's doers, and there's talkers. And then there's talkers who are trying to disguise themselves as doers. So, talk about that. Not sure we ever really discussed that last part. I think we kind of touched on it, but we never really got into the depths of the worst kind of people. <laughs> yeah, but I remember us talking about the doers and the talkers. Yes. And we might have on a side note, mentioned the fact that there can be some talkers who try to disguise themselves as doers. Right. But I don't think we went into any detail about why that would be. No, I don't think we did either. So let's just kind of give a quick review of the doers and the talkers, and then we'll talk about talkers disguised as doers and explain why it's important. So for me, I feel like you either... You either get out there and you do something to make your life, the world, your community, whatever it may be, better. Yeah. I feel that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, your first thought isn't, how can I have a worse day than I had yesterday? It's generally, I hope today's better than yesterday, or how can I have a less bad day today? You know, it's that's kind of what you what you think or like if you felt like you worked too many hours you try to figure out a way to work you know more efficiently not necessarily harder right and work less hours but get more done and then there's people who you know so then there's people who go out there and they do things you know they want to help the homeless they get out there and they help the homeless they want to um get involved you know get into better shape they devote themselves to just being at the gym all the time. And then there's people who talk a good game about things, but don't actually ever do anything. And as we talked about before, they're a little dangerous because they talk and talk and talk and talk. 
and they get so good at talking about the topic that they're talking about that they know everything about it, so they become very convincing. Well, and I think that they pick up a position that they would like to glom onto from a person who's actually a doer, and then they can, you know, borrow their experience and use it, despite the fact that it's not their own. And it makes them sound legitimate. But they're not. But they're not, because they're not doing anything. They're just talking. Right. And, but then, so that's the difference between the doer and the talker. You know, the doer is going to do no matter what. They're not the one that's going to wait around for this to happen or that to happen. They're just going to get out there and make things happen. They're the ones who are going to make this and that happen. Right. Exactly. But the guy that's really a talker, but tries to convince people that he's a doer. That's the most dangerous person of all. Right. Why do you think they're dangerous? Well, because because if they have a kind of skewed opinion, as in something that's kind of irrational but, like, incenses people, then they're going to lead a band of idiots down a terrifying road. But not really lead them. Just kind of direct them in the direction and then wave Mm -hmm. as they walk that way themselves. Mm -hmm. That's why I think they're the worst. So do you think they're more or less influential than the actual doer? I think they're more influential than the doers or the talkers. I think they're the most influential because I think that they're manipulative. And I think that they've come up with a story that makes them sound like a doer, but they have the talking skills of a talker. So they're like a hybrid douchebag. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. (laughs) I agree with you completely. I think that I think that they are the most dangerous because they have the power of both sides. And you don't know how many doers get behind them and support them and how many talkers get behind them and support them. But they have people from both sides. And right. it's it's like this in every kind of issue. So like, you know, if you have a conversation about homelessness, then somebody wants to throw some either insane statistic or some straw man argument or some ridiculous comment that they know is ridiculous. They want to throw that in there just to kind of muddy the waters. It's not about helping the discussion. Bunch of jerks and their logical fallacies. It's about Exactly. It's about making <laughs> themselves look good or better. It isn't about fixing the situation. It isn't about improving society. Or even about just making the person they're having the discussion with look bad. Right. And it's not even about that. They aren't, And they're not even trying to make you understand anything better. They're just trying to push their viewpoint in a way that's like, see, like, like I've heard the argument before. Oh, have you, do you know, you, you, you want to help the homeless? How many of them have you invited into your home? Well, come on now. Anyone who knows anything about homeless situation will tell you a regular citizen should not be taking a homeless person in. There's way too many issues. They've got, some of them have PTSD. Some of them have, you know, minor mental issues. The average bear isn't equipped to handle that. Right. They're not equipped. It's not about whether they would or wouldn't want to. It's about they're not equipped to. And so they're not helping. They're actually hurting by doing that. They need to let the experts deal with the situation that needs expert handling. Right. 
And, and so, okay. But that person that we just discussed is kind of a mixture of a doer and a talker. They're a talker who's just basically trying to convince you that they get out and they do things. So they're going to try to tell you statistics that like, you know, I've been in contact with many, many, many homeless people and they're all drug addicts. Well, I already know by your second part of your statement that the first part of your statement isn't really true. Well, exactly, because if the second part of your statement is a blatant lie, then the first part is either crap attached to a lie or another lie. Right. I completely agree with you. And that's the thing. You you have to figure out then, what the heck am I supposed to do about this situation? For instance, you know, that situation that we're talking about. Like, what am I supposed to do about that? I mean, I think... I think the answer is, of course, you know, people who are con- who continue to be consistent with what it is they are. You know, a talker is a talker. They have a role. They can be the person. You know what? If a talker, a really smart talker hooked up with a really smart doer. They'd be unstoppable. They'd, that'd be quite the duo. Because the talker could explain to the people what the doer wanted to do in a way that the doer could never explain Right. And there's, and they would be the most powerful. But what, wait a minute, didn't we say the most scary was the person who's a mixture of doer and talker? Well, but there's a reason why they're the most scary, but not the best. What do you think that is? I mean, where am I going with this is what I'm asking you. Uh I already answered this question. Why they're scary and not the best. Because they're full of shit and manipulative. Scary. And definitely not the best. Okay. Uh, I can buy that, but that isn't really where my head was at. My head was more at that because they have to spend time being a talker and they have to spend time being a doer, they're never going to be the best talker or the best doer. They don't have enough time to focus on that. It's like people in our society here in the United States... At some point, I don't know when it was. I really don't know when it was. It was before I was involved in youth sports as an adult and after I was involved in youth sports as a youth. So <laughs> there's a lot of years there. Like okay. 15, anyway, um, that's... 20 years, something like that. Okay. Well, it's important because there's a huge gap. It's somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, we went from being a country where kids decided that around this time of year, they were going to play baseball. Uh Okay. And then um, baseball season for kids would only run like February to June. And then there'd be like playoffs and all-stars and then it'd be done. It would be done by like end of July. Then a lot of kids would either take a season off or they would play basketball or they would play football. Okay. Uh Then that season would take them until like November ish. And then it would be some other sport that they would get involved in or they would take time off from sports one or the other. Right. Right. 
And every kid did this, like, that was into sports. They'd rotate. Somewhere along the line, the sports situation turned into, oh, in order to be the best, you know, my kid has to just focus on one sport. And somewhere along the line, they picked that little Johnny's going to play soccer and little JoJo's going to play hockey. And this one's going to play baseball and that one's going to play football. And they're going to be the best football player, baseball player, hockey player, soccer player that you've ever seen. And every parent has it in their head at some point that their kid's going to be a professional. Like they buy into the dream that the kid has from day one. And I think they're doing their kids a disservice because they're forcing them into one thing and not letting them try other things. Okay. Yeah, you might force somebody who could really be a professional basketball player into playing baseball and never looking at Well, that's at what I was going to say, but what ends up happening, and it's the truth, is a kid will be a football player and a baseball player. And you know why? Because generally speaking, in high schools, the seasons are different. Mm-hmm. So a kid could play both. And honestly, an athletic kid at that age could be damn good at both. Well, now all of a sudden that kid could get a scholarship to college to play baseball or football. What's he going to pick? He has to pick. But what if he picks the sport that maybe he didn't put as much time into? Well, he's not going to do very well because that's not his best sport. So the ones who split it up, they tend to dilute their skill and they don't. And I was going to where exactly where you went. They could have been a professional had they focused on one sport, but they didn't. So I don't know. It's a quandary because the reality is most kids are not going to become professionals. So if you operate with that as a premise, well, then isn't it better to let your kid experience multiple sports? Because it doesn't matter if it's going to dilute their skill set. They're not going to be a professional, more than likely. So why not let them try other things from a growth perspective? Who knows? Because people are idiots. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, I was just I was just talking with Mitchell today about. I asked him. I said, on a scale of zero is the worst player, a hundred percent is the best player. Mm-hmm. You know, where would you put this player? And he he told me, I said, where would you put that player? And he told me, I said, where would you put yourself? Well, he had already ranked a kid that is, in my opinion, close to Mitchell's skill level, but slightly not as good. Slightly. And Mitchell's numbers were indicative of him thinking the same way. Like, Let's say he gave himself a 70, he gave the kid like a 68, like they were neck and neck. And my point is, I, he, he, I feel like he's very honest in his assessment, but like the reality is he sees this kid and himself as being a little bit better than I do, but he sees them in the same order by about the same gap. So it's more about his and I's difference is more about where on the scale they actually fit. But I'd be willing to bet you from the best kid down to the worst kid, I'm tougher grading those than he is. But we probably agree. Okay. So what am I getting at? He knows what he needs to do out there. 
And I told him, I said, you know what? You have to get out there. You have to do your best all the time. And I feel like you only do it like 70% of the time. I feel like 30% of the time you make excuses and you just phone it in. And he agreed <laughs> that, that that happens. And I said, well, the only way, and I, to- I told him a story about his brother and something that happened when he was younger. And I said, the only way you're going to get to where you want to get is you got to try to aim for that 100% number. You have to. Okay. And he was like, okay, um, I understand. And then we had the conversation about, well, you know, what would happen if you got cut? What if you got cut from the team? He'd brush himself off and keep going forward. You know, and the fear is that he wouldn't, but I think he would. I think he's realistic enough that it's not going to be the end of the world. I also think there's like a one-tenth of a percent of a chance of that happening. But, Hmm. you know, the world's a strange place. Sometimes you don't know everything. I think the only reason he'd cut people this year is people who don't show up to practice, etc. Yeah, I agree with you. And but Mitchell I, only misses practice for things like school trips, so, you know. But this whole this whole thing about, you know, you're a doer, you're a talker, well, the doers are really good at doing because that's what they focus on, and the talkers are really good at talking because that's what they focus on. Oh, that was a hard turn. Oh, it's not. It's the same as the sports thing. Okay. You're, a, you're, you're either someone who... Mm-hmm. Puts in your all or only puts in part. You either play one sport or you play 17 sports. If you play one sport, you're either a doer or a talker. If you play 17 sports, well, you're the guy in the middle. Yes, but that doesn't fit what I said about the guy in the middle. Just because you play 17 sports doesn't mean you're a manipulative douchebag. And we already established that the people who are half doer, half talker are manipulative and awful. Mm, again, so I, I don't said think I, it applies. Again, I said I think I see your viewpoint on that, but I don't necessarily agree with you 100%. Well, my I think viewpoint that, does not fit your example at all. But my viewpoint does fit my example I perfectly. I understand that or you wouldn't have used it as an example. So then why are you calling it into question? I'm just saying that it doesn't fit my viewpoint on the thing. Well, I understand it doesn't fit your viewpoint on the thing. But, and I can't say but that. But you said it was a hard turn. It isn't well, a hard turn. Well, because you went from... Mitchell getting cut from the team straight back to where you were. That was the hard turn. Not your sports me- metaphor. That wasn't the hard turn. I don't see any hard turn at all. We were talking about putting in 100% effort versus not putting in 100% effort. That's the same as one sport okay. versus multiple sports. Okay. I don't see any hard turn there at all. It's one step to the other to then the other. ignore what I said. Hard to ignore what you said when you have an attitude about it. But anyway... Cats are attacking the guinea pigs. Clearly I missed part of your point, and that's why I said it was a hard turn. And now that you've explained your point, just never mind what I said. There was no attitude. Uh-huh. Cats are always attacking things. They were attacking each other about an hour ago. The ladies? Mm-hmm. One was hiding under the couch, the other one was waiting in, waiting in full assault pose. Do you think it's the same thing in the animal world? Same thing as what? As the doers and the talkers. Do you think the animal animal world has has animals that like? Because like, there's obviously 
in a, in the hierarchy of cats in this house, there's the clear leader. Yeah, but I don't think it's a doer slash talker thing in the animal world. I think it's a how loud they yell thing. Yeah, but maybe we see things differently here. Who do you see as the leader of the cats? Olive. Olive. Yep. She is the smartest cat of the three cats as well. And the most manipulative. Which is why she's the most manipulative, because smart people tend to be manipulative when they want to be. Think about it. When you're smarter, you know, you know, if if person A is way smarter than person B, it shouldn't be that hard to manipulate them into what you want them to do. But see, this one, she's got the street smarts. But none of the house living smarts. That's so, why she's not the leader. Right. It's the only reason she's not the leader. But the other one, they have respect for each other. And Parker's just a big bumbling idiot. And so, I mean, okay, I gotta go to, well, he's just kind of the, you know, happy-go-lucky, I'm here, you know. That every once in a while tries to exert his dominance and loses horribly. Yeah, do with me what you mean. And then is horribly embarrassed for, like, weeks. Um, But, I mean, I'll take this, I'll take this a step forward and I'll apply it to, like, our current political environment. There's a whole, the whole reason that everything is a disaster is that the talkers think that they can't allow the doers to do what they want to do because, you know, it's different from, they're, they're in a different party. So therefore they believe things differently, blah, 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 blah. Well, how about instead of sitting there and being like, oh, you're a Republican and I'm a Democrat. So I'm going to, I want it. I don't want to vote for your thing. How about you pay attention to what their thing is and what it does for people and make a decision based off of that? That would be too intelligent. I mean, that's what that's what the cats are doing. You know, we've decided. Olive is definitely the leader. Pretty girl is like the vice leader. <laughs> she's okay? the, she's she's the like enforcer. Right, she's like right <sighs> there. And the difference, though, between them is that they have a mutual respect for each other. And they've learned to like each other over time. And it took a while. It didn't happen right away. They hated each other before. Yeah. But that's because there was a battle going on of who was going to be the supreme one. Yeah. And Olive won that battle. And come on, look at Olive and look at Pretty Girl. She did not win that battle via physical warfare. Uh Uh-uh. She would lose if it was up to physical warfare. She wouldn't have survived the first fight. (laughs) She's so teeny tiny. She is. She's just a petite little thing. But I think... Pretty Girl's a lard. I think that she's a big girl. I she goes from like my waist to my shoulders. Yeah, she's a huge long cat. cat. She's a big girl. Massive and chubby. Massive and chubby. <laughs> but I think if on our current political environment, if they would work more together and not be so partisan. That's what I was gonna say earlier, but then you tangented off into sports world. Um Um that that the the person we just described as the half doer, half talker, manipulative, crazy person tends to become a politician. Yeah. M- worse than that, and this is why I say they're the most dangerous. Those are the kind of people, like you know, in the in the political world, there's doers, there's talkers, there's people who are half of each. Um, but 
the people tend to vote for the person who's half of each. Because Because of what you said earlier, how they appeal to both sides. Yes. They have something in common with both sides of the line. Yep. And that is what makes them scary. Well, that's what makes them scary, though, is that they get themselves into positions that maybe they're not even qualified for. So perhaps people should learn and vote for people who are actually going to do things instead of always voting for people who are good at talking themselves up. Do you yep. think we would learn, like, like you know, this is going to be a controversial statement, but like, like Obama, you know, that dude convinced me the first time around to vote for him because he kept talking about how he wanted change and that there was going to be change. Well, there was change. All right. But I saw right away in the first four years, I wasn't going to vote for him again. Yeah, his change was negative. It was all negative. And people are people are sitting here, they still defend him. There's there's papers out there accusing him with evidence of being involved in some pretty shady dealings. Okay? None of which surprises me because he's a pretty smart guy. So I could imagine that he would be involved in some crazy shady dealings and manage to keep it quiet. But there's still people that, despite the evidence, you you could have a picture of him with a bloody knife, holding a bloody knife in the back of Donald Trump's neck. And Donald Trump could have survived it and said it was Obama that did it. And Obama supporters would be like, that's not Obama in that picture. He didn't do it. They, They would not believe it. They're blind to that stuff. But that's how rabid supporters of anybody are. So don't get me wrong. But my point here is just that he promised change, and we didn't get change. We got more of the same. Uh huh. Do you and feel he, like you're getting your change and now? He, and he talked a great game, but didn't do much of anything. Uh huh. And yeah, you know, I'm starting to think like the Trumpster, he may be nuts. Not, I'm sorry, that's not even in dispute. He's one crazy jerk. But, he's shaking things up, and he's changing the way things are done. How many times have I read, in Breaking with Tradition, da-da-da-da-da, I mean, even the State of the Union Address, Melania had friends that she invited to come spend with her at the box. And... She handled it the way you and I would handle it if we were going somewhere special with friends. You'd escort the friends there. Right. Well, the tradition is that the president and his wife go together, and then the wife joins her guests. Right. Well, considering that they come from New York, where they're entertaining all the time and all that fun stuff. Yeah, they did things the polite way instead of the presidential way. Right. Exactly. Like the, the proper etiquette way of doing it, you know? Right. And they're changing things up. And I mean, I think, I think saying, like we said last night, I'm still kind of pissed off about this, but you know what? <laughs> you know, be, the, the time of us just saying, you know what? We're going to spend money wherever you guys want us to, and we're going to give money to this country and that country and that country. That needs to stop for a while. And like you said last night, 
Oh, and by the way, people, we're sorry about how terrible the audio was last night. We're not really sure what went wrong, but but something clearly went wrong. Here's the thing. We, we processed it as best as we could. It was still mildly annoying, but listenable. And we felt like the content was just too important for us to not use it. So anyway, you know... Yeah, she's scratching her post. Anyway, <laughs> the the change, you know, was just negative. It was it was bad stuff. And at least, you know what? He's doing things very differently. So, like I said, most of the time, just like, whatever. And then, big chunk of the time, nah, not interested. But once in a blue moon, he hits it and it's like, huh. I feel like agree with him or disagree with him because I don't really have an opinion on the matter. Um, you have to admit that change is occurring. Yeah. Whether, whether you like the change or not, he's actually changing things. So we'll see how it goes over the next three years. Well, and you know, the media is already trying to... This, by the fact that they're starting now tells me that they know they're wrong but the media is starting to push the narrative that oh the republicans are in trouble the democrats are going to take over and that's the media trying to shape the future election right they want to start getting in people's heads now and then people are gonna be like well i'm gonna vote for the democrats because you know what they're gonna they're going to take over anyway so i might as well just put cast my vote that way but there's also people who would do the opposite who would think, well, we don't want the Republicans to go away. What good would that be? And then they'd vote for the Republicans. Well, I hope everybody goes against what the media says because I don't trust them. And so if they're backing a certain direction, I have to wonder why. Right. Doesn't. I don't automatically accept what they say anymore. The media is a scary thing in this country. Yep. Well, it's late. You're starting to yawn. Starting. We've had complaints about your yawning, so... You know what? You know what? We'll... I don't approve. We'll stop before you actually yawn right on the microphone. I could let out a big one right now for y'all. Yeah, we don't want that, so... Anyway, people. This one over here says... Good night, everyone. And this one over here says, hasta la bye-bye. Hey, this is Mike, and I just wanted to tell you that if you enjoyed the show, and I truly hope you did, you can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and not miss a single episode. But if you happened to miss an episode... Uh, and you didn't find it on Google Play or iTunes for some reason, you could go to our website, which is thenightlyrant.wordpress.com.